hey, did you get an auto-direct message when you followed me saying, hey, thanks for checking out my YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Do you ever no, get those? wait. When I followed you where? Like when I followed you on Twitter? I've been following you on Twitter for a long time, and I try not to follow you anywhere else. All right. Welcome to Game Life Balance US, a lifestyle podcast about how to be a grown-up gamer and still go to work and get sleep. With your hosts, Cody Goff, Hello, hello, and Jonathan Martin. You're going to be my meat in my Jonathan sandwich. Check out our website at gamelifebalance.us, where you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube, and more. I'm Lauren from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. have some there have been some interesting things that have happened actually over the past couple weeks we actually have a a, a, i would call it a good show i think we've got interesting things to talk about i kind of just want to dive right in well we have we have a big show i have a i had a major life thing well you were all excited because you almost died last week and you're texting me all week cody i'm almost dying I finally will have something interesting to talk about on the podcast for the first time in five years of podcasting with you. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "It." this is actually one of the very few weeks where you will have something more interesting than me to talk about. So I think this should be celebrated. I think we should probably um, annotate this episode. We probably need to make sure to mark it in a way that people know that like this is one of the few times where you'll be pulling some weight on this show so that's actually a really good thing right yeah i think but i think i'll still start uh just because i generally am more important because you know we're we're gonna lose most of our listeners after my story so you have to go first to bury the lead as it were right Right. are you supposed to bury the lead i can't remember no no you're supposed to lead with the lead Mm mm-hmm Okay, so does that mean you need to go first? That's why they call it the lead. I should go first. Well, that's where you come in, listener. Tweet at us right now using the hashtag GameLifeBalanceUSPodcast and tweet whether you want me to talk about getting, well, my life event or John nearly dying. I think we should start with you. How about we, you know what? I don't want to bury the lead. I don't want to, that's a journalism thing. And I want to make sure that we adhere to all of the journalistic standards by which we are both accredited. So yeah. I think I think you probably need to go first. So tell me about how you almost died. So I was playing Omega Virus, mm-hmm. the board game, and I didn't realize that it's actually supposed to be about a computer virus that in, in, in minutes until I take over. Exactly, it, it infects a space station, and you think, oh my gosh. This is going to infect the space station, and if you don't save the space station first, it'll destroy the space station. Well, in this reality... nothing to do with what either of us have to talk about. It's so you actually should, bur- real... You are burying the lead. <laughs> You're burying the lead. I certainly am. Now, at this point, the suspense is already either so great that every listener that's ever so listened to of, this... On the edge of his or her seat. On the edge of his or her seat. Or... They just got tired of waiting for us to get to actual content, and we're just talking to ourselves at this point, which is fine, because we haven't actually talked since 
we haven't talked for a couple weeks. A few. It's weeks been a couple now. weeks. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's why this big thing happened. And I kind of want to hear specifics because I never got specifics because I don't live in Chicago. So tell me about your engagement because you, oh, you are engaged. I am. That to happened. To be married yeah. to a human female. To a human female. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. So that was exciting. I, yeah. we Man, we've been doing this podcast so long. There's a whole episode dedicated to your engagement story. And now hell has frozen over and we're getting around to, to mine. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I think it's interesting because I think just the last time that I saw you, which was about a month ago, I asked you, was a proposal in the future? And I think you were keeping it pretty close to the vest at that point. I get the impression, because you told me, you you didn't tell me yes or no, which is whatever. That's kind of how you had always played it when I asked you that question. Um, But I get the impression that you kind of probably didn't tell anybody, did you? Did not tell. I told one person, and that was on, so, so Casey's birthday was Friday, and I proposed to her on Friday. Okay. That night, I had to be at WGN Radio at midnight because I hosted an air shift from 2 to 5 a.m. Saturday morning. So the guy I was co-hosting with, Craig, was asking me about the show and the rundown and all this other stuff. And I finally pulled him aside Wednesday, and I'm like, listen, we're trying to plan a show. We will probably spend the first half hour with me talking because I'm proposing to my girlfriend. So he's literally the only person I said it to. I didn't tell anybody else. So your best friend in the world, Craig, in the 2 to 5 Sunday morning... (laughs) show is the only one who got to know who was privileged enough to know that you were getting married yeah that's how that works okay i don't know craig i've never heard of him i don't think he's real so you in you proposed on friday how did you do it yeah so i've been planning it for about a month i took the day off work and i was super vague about plans i just said just don't make plans don't make plans and how long have you had the ring i've had it since december okay okay so I held on to it for a couple months. I was just waiting for the right time, you know? And I don't know why. It felt like there were, well, there were, my friend was going to have a party that night for Mardi Gras, and then we were going to have a birthday party the next day. So I was thinking, oh, that's perfect. Between the two parties, she'll see everyone we know and get to kind of show show it off, right? Sure. So that was the idea. The party Friday ended up getting canceled, so I had to make alternate plans, but that all worked out all right. But... So I had it, and I I made some vague plans, and around like one thirty or 2 o'clock or so, she got back from yoga, and I said, all right, I'm going to bring you to this lunch place, and then we're going to go for a walk, because she likes walking, because outdoors is good. Outdoors is a nice thing. So I brought her to the Music Box Theater, which we've talked about on this podcast, that we saw Highlander there a few months ago. Didn't you see like a weird anime there? We saw some weird anime that was like pornographic okay. there. We saw the Red the red Lobster. No, that's a restaurant. Yeah, no, Red Lobster. Those Cheddar Bay Biscuits, they'll get you every time. What the hell is it called? The Red Crab? The Red Scare? I don't know. It's the new Studio Ghibli film. Uh, I don't know. Oh my God, why can't I... turtle it's a red turtle i knew it was an amphibian (laughs) i was halfway there i don't don't think a turtle is an amphibian but i just go on i just heard it in the next room oh the red turtle yes we saw the red turtle it's the newest ghibli film it's not my favorite but it was good but it wasn't my favorite but every every girl that was with us cried so 
So this is a theater that you frequent? Yeah, we go there all the time. It's kind of our place. And I had always told her, I want to... She's known this for like a, over a year. If and when I ever propose to a girl, I want it to be to a place we can come back to. I'm not a fan of the destination proposal. You know, like go to the Eiffel Tower and do that or whatever. Yours was like in front of your whole family, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. yours was, yeah, yours was like a big group thing. And like that's cool because now there's a lot of associations that will remind you both forever of like that proposal, right? Sure. So my thing was, you know, Chicago's got a lot of historic places. It should be at a place where, where it makes sense. So we went and ate right by this theater. And by the way, for the management, well, I'll get to that. Um, we ate right by this theater, and then we walked. I said, let's go for this little walk. We, we got to the theater, and I said, oh, hey, I got to get some money from across the street in case we stop by somewhere that's cash only. It was like a weird cover, and, and she's that like— was a, That was a really bad cover. Eh. It worked. No, she goes, I have $40 in my wallet. We're fine. And I'm like, no, no, no. We need to go get cash. So I just like grab her hand and we cross the street. And then I go, I said, oh, by the way, I've been meaning to ask you what's showing at the, do you know what's showing at the music box right now? And she turned around and on the marquee on the left side, it said, happy birthday, Casey. And on the right side, it said, will you marry me? So that is, that is adorable. Were you nervous? (laughs) Oh my God. Not yeah. only was I nervous, we went to an empanada place first next door to the music box. Oh, those I, those make you super nervous. Empanadas, the empanada translates roughly to nervous man who's about to propose to his girlfriend. Well, it's empanado if it's a man. If empanada is the the feminine, that's right, that, if the that's girl nervous is going female to propose to the man. Exactly. Who's, no, who's about to propose to her girlfriend. Right, okay. It always means it always means to propose to girlfriend. I don't know why. Now, yeah. if if there's an enya, it's empanada. That's if you're going to propose to the guy. So okay. empanado is a guy about to propose to his boyfriend. Empanada is a girl about to propose to her boyfriend. It's very, it's very Spanish, complicated. Spanish is a confusing language. You're going to need to. I'm teaching you for your Barcelona trip. This is good. This yeah. is good. So uh, you were nervous. So yeah, so we're walking up, and I saw the ladder leaned up against the marquee, which this was the street side one, so you couldn't possibly see it from our side. And I'm like, all right, I know they're changing it. I know the timing is right. But yeah, that was the longest 40-minute lunch of my life. Did you eat? I ate, but here's the thing. She had a beer. And at the end, she goes, wow, that was a really strong beer. I think I'm a little buzzed. And I'm like, no, you are not. This is not happening. No, you aren't, right? So I asked her like eight times. I'm like, you're not really buzzed, right? You're not really buzzed, right? She probably thought I was crazy. Well, apparently she sobered up pretty quickly. Um, and uh, yeah, and then and then we're across the street and I pull out the ring and uh, she eventually said yes after much emotions happening. And uh, it was good. It was good. That's and, fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. And like we had also talked and she, she said she would like say no if... I ever tried to do like a public thing, you know, like if we're at a Bulls game and you get on the Jumbotron or mm-hmm. something like that's not that's not her style. So but, you know, Southport's not a very wide street, so you you can't see the marquee and it's not near an intersection. So you can only see it from across the street in like a hundred foot range of sidewalk. Um, not a lot of high rises. It's it's all it's, it's a kind of neighborhoody area, two, three story building. So it's, it's not like that many people saw it. But. Right after I did it, this group of about a dozen 14-year-old girls was just getting off school because it was around 3 in the afternoon. 
and one of them saw the marquee and she was like, oh my gosh, oh, that's so cute. Oh my gosh, guys, look, look, look. And they're all looking at it and they're all like starting to freak out. And then they kind of like all slowly turn and see my girlfriend. And they're just like, is that you? And she's just like totally still speechless. She's like, yeah, that's me. And they all start screaming and it's like, it was like a thing. So it was like the it was like the perfect timing. Like I was immediately validated. Okay, perfect. These little girls think this is adorable. Mm-hmm. I clearly did something adorable. And Casey's a fourteen year old girl, uh, as we all know. So from the like the the types of parties that you go to. So actually, it's perfect, perfect demographic for the way you proposed. It was great. Right. Yeah. And then after that, this guy comes up in a like a Cubs jacket. And he says, oh, hey, is that you guys? Oh, what a small world. I actually play weddings. Here's my card. <laughs> oh, what a douchebag. <laughs> he hands us his card. This is while she's still totally processing all she, of this. She hasn't even said yes yet. Okay, this is great. And and then he goes, and then he said, oh, can I take a quick picture? And we're like, sure, because then he took our picture of my camera, and that's the, the picture I sent you, which is, I think, I mean, it tells the whole story in... It tells the whole story. No, it's perfect. Yeah, it's a great picture. Um, so that part was phenomenal. Except but the then he goes, it. then he goes, yeah, thanks so much. You guys are really cute. Congratulations. By the way, are you guys Cubs fans? <laughs> and I'm like, we're both kind of like, and right, she's still like probably crying at this point, freaking sure. out. So we're both like, uh, I mean, we live on the north side. And he just goes, oh, because I, I also have a lot of Cubs memorabilia. I got signed jerseys and bats in my basement. And, all, and I start to realize he's trying to pitch us selling us, like, Cubs yes. memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was Always awkward. Always be hustling. Always be hustling. He sure was. He sure was. So then after that, and then after that, we, we, we kind of went home. The story I didn't get to tell on, on WGN Radio before was when we got home, we there was a bottle of champagne in our fridge that the CEO of my day job gave me after Switzerland, mm-hmm. congrats, you know, thanking me for all my help in in Switzerland at Davos, and so we split the bottle of champagne. We hadn't drank in a week because we, I'm trying to get us on kind of a diet ish for Lent, which started today, actually the day we're recording. So mm-hmm. we hadn't drank, so we split this bottle of champagne. We're both super tipsy, and and she said, I kind of want pie. And we debated leaving the house. We didn't really feel like it because the weather started to get crappy again that day. You know, it was 70 and sunny for like, was it nice in Minneapolis last week? It was like 65 degrees for like a week. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah, it was really weird. So the, the day the day that I we got engaged was a bit, it kind of dropped. It was kind of overcast, a little overcast and like in the or low 50s probably. Sure. So not not beautiful. So we didn't want to leave the apartment. So I said... You know what we need to do? We need to order insomnia cookies. I don't you know ever, what those are. You don't know what those are? No. Insomnia cookies is a chain of bakeries that is mostly caters to college campuses. There is one at DePaul University, which is two blocks south of us, and they just deliver hot, freshly baked cookies. I don't think that those are generally... I've, I'm sure that there is a market for those among college campus among college students. Yeah. I said, you know what? I'm feeling decadent and lazy and we're both kind of drunk. I'm like, let's get some. So go to their website and half a dozen cookies. It's just butter and sugar. Sure. And deliciousness. You can order sure. milk with it. You can order a of pint of ice cream. So I get yep. the six cookies and order them, but I clicked order, then sign up for an account. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
click order, sign up for an account, and then I fill in my info. No receipt, no text, no email. So I go, okay, maybe there's something wrong. Maybe it didn't process the order and it just made my account. It doesn't show we're getting a delivery. So I go back on Insomnia Cookies, put an order for half dozen cookies again, and add a pint of ice cream because I wanted ice cream. So okay. about time, 10 minutes later, because we're very close to this Insomnia Cookies, 10 minutes later, mm-hmm. buzzer at the door, go downstairs, the guy hands me six cookies in a box. Mm-hmm. Six cookies. Mm-hmm. Went, ate the cookies. They were delicious. We were very pleased. About five minutes later, <laughs> buzzer rings. <laughs> guys, just like six cookies and a pint of ice cream. All right, sweet. You're probably full of cookies by then, I would imagine. We each only had a couple. We 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 let people at the party eat them the next day, but uh, that was my that was my insomnia cookies little kicker to the story. That's that's fantastic. And now uh, you don't know this, but you have just signed up for the Cookie of the Month Club, <laughs> so you can you can look forward to a random person bringing six to twelve cookies every month. Of a different variety and flavor of cookie. It's going to be perfect for you. You know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Are, are we talking like big cookies, little cookies, like size of your head? What are we talking about? Not gigantic. Here? I would say, gosh, it's hard to compare to a regular cookie, right? Like what's a regular cookie? I, I don't I, – everybody knows what a regular cookie is. Um, Everybody knows a regular cookie. I don't cookie know is. how to compare it. I don't know what cel- circular object. I almost said cylindrical. I don't know how, like a like a coaster, a coaster that you would put a yes, drink a coaster. On. That's like that's like the normal size of a cookie. It was their coaster sized cookies. Okay, so they're like normal size. They're normal size okay. cookies. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay, so that that's the story, and I, I do want to also say a special thank you to the Music Box Theater and the management. They were really cool and really supportive and cool and fun to work. You know, I mean, they were. They let me do it. <laughs> they let me do it, and and that was cool. And then we walked into the theater right after. Oh, I feel, you know, I waited till we calmed down a little bit, and I said, "All right, we're gonna pop in the theater. I'll tell them that they can change the marquee again, and you know, thank them." We went in, and their matinee had just started. So there's five or six people in concessions, like changing some signs and and working, and but no one else is in there. And and I tell them, and they all clap, and they were all really cool. And they, they all they said they had just been talking about. Yeah, we saw you across the street, and we were all just talking about Chicago's a big city. What if somebody else named Casey, whose birthday it was, happened to walk by <laughs> with her boyfriend and see that sign? Which would have been hilarious. Would have been absolutely hilarious. And very, and very sad. So how into the... You've been engaged for how many days now? Four so Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, when, yeah, five days. Five days. How into, I'm going to ask this question, and I'm not going to quite mean what I say, but I'm going to say, how into like the planning are you? And what I mean by that is, like, do you have a vague idea of when you guys plan on getting married? Anything about like where you're going to get married, any of that kind of thing? Or is it just like we're just enjoying the engagement right we now? We had talked early on in our relationship about liking the idea of an October wedding. So my thinking was, to be honest, I did not think about the specifics really much before I, I just knew I wanted to propose to her and I wanted to marry her. 
it's it's because you're a guy. It, it, is that how you were? Did you think much? Of- yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. You just knew you wanted to get engaged, and that was kind of where you stopped. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we're the same. And then she just kind of took it over from there. Is pretty much how how it went. With well, no, us. you were dating your your Casey because now we're both going to be married to women named Casey, which is hilarious right. and weird. Um, but you had been dating her for five years? Seven. Seven, because you went through college and stuff, and you wanted to wait till you yeah. were established right. adults, which makes sense to me. So what? But at that time, she, she probably knew it was coming around that time, right? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, because what she told me, my Casey said, she said, I figured you would wait another two or three years because she she well, knows me as a very cautious person and for whatever reason thought that I wouldn't necessarily uh, but I, I was sure. ready I might have been ready but I was just like oh, let's do this so what surprised me was because I'm guessing your wife kind of jumped straight into the planning stuff well we had a year so we got engaged in November and then got married the following December but when did she start planning was it like that week Probably six months before I engaged, <laughs> I, I asked her to get, to get married. There you go. No, she 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 started probably that went like in the next couple of months after we got engaged. Oh, okay. So there wasn't an, it wasn't an immediate. Thing. Well, there's a, no because there's like there's only like three things you have to do pretty quickly uh, in terms of of getting set to go for a a wedding because there's stuff that you have to book a long way out. And so like venue has to be done really early because that tends to fill up. Right. So ven- venue is like an important thing to get done early. And then there's a couple of other things too, but generally a lot of other things can be, you know, food gets done early, but most of the time stuff, you can wait a little later to do it. Right. So I had the October thing in mind and I think, I guess in my head, I kind of thought, okay, October, 2018, gives us so much cushion because a mm-hmm. lot of things you want to do a year in advance, right? Yep, that's a lot so of So I'm time. thinking, cool, that gives us a couple months to just kind of hang out. We'll start planning this summer. Boom, next year. Well, she apparently was ready for this because she immediately, I mean, we spent two hours looking at venues online last night. Good for and you. And she's all about, the thing is now she doesn't want a really long engagement because she doesn't want it to be all people talk about for the next year and a half. Because she thinks it might burn. I mean, it would, it would be a nineteen. It would be a yeah, nineteen month engagement if we if we waited till next October, which is really long for some people. I I don't think I would have minded, but sounds to me like you're getting married this year. So we have we have selected a handful of venues that we like in Chicago, mostly surprisingly affordable. Very surprisingly affordable. I was pretty shocked actually. I, I assumed any venue in the city would be thousands of dollars, but there's a place a few blocks from our apartment in Lincoln Park that's about the same price as Cliff Breakers to book. I feel like there's so many places in Chicago that they probably have to stay competitive. Maybe. Because there's just so many places. I'm still surprised. But but anyway, so so we've now looked and now we're waiting to hear back from a couple places. We emailed on dates. We're, we're going to be calling this week, but we might do a probably October earliest because that's seven months from now and then maybe november december so it sounds like you might get an invitation for a wedding (laughs) this year or save the date very soon i'm in yeah 
That sounds great. Good for you guys. That's, that's yeah. So, well, let me be the first because I'm sure I'm the first to say congratulations. Thank you. On your engagement. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I will say. So now, now other people can say congratulations as well. I know they were waiting for me. So again, let me be the first to say congratulations. Um, thank you. I will say that you. I texted you before all of our friends. I don't know why. Apparently, well, that's very that's very my sweet subconscious. I've upgraded you to some upper tier of. I don't even know. No, I understand. I totally understand that you're about the sixth down my list, but you used to be like yeah. ten. Yeah. So you have slowly worked your way up the ranks. My favorite was that. Uh, I think five seconds after I texted you, your wife texted me. <laughs> well, I told her immediately. I'm sure because I was I was very excited. So. I immediately texted her and told her. I considered her. texting both of you at the same time, but I was like, ah, that'd be kind of weird. I should, I mean, it'd be weird if she saw it first, right? And your wife was the one I, to tell you that Cody, this guy you've known since you were eight, is engaged. I don't know. Felt weird. It's, it's kind of different when you're married. It would have been totally fine. I'm sure it wouldn't have been like offensive, but I don't know. I thought it would have been a little weird. It's pretty, it's pretty, it was pretty sweet. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but your wife was hilarious. So apparently we're going to have to plan some kind of, some kind of, of, they're going to plan some extra bachelorette party in Cabo or something. I don't remember what she said, but it was hilarious. Yeah. That sounds like her. <laughs> so I don't know if we're still going to be able to go on vacation with you guys this summer, sadly. No, I understand if you guys are actually planning for a wedding this year and it ends up being this year, that is a... Generally, that is a hefty expense. Yeah, I mean, so, I wasn't no, I would... planning for a wedding this year, but apparently, and I was shocked with, I mean, a lot of people had told me this. So my fiance is not a very traditional person and always said, you know, I don't want like a big expensive ring. I don't want kind of this or that. And all my mm-hmm. coworkers would always say, oh no, you know, you've got to get her this and get her that and oh, she'll be really into this. And I, I will say I'm a little taken aback with how enthusiastically she has taken to beginning the planning process let's just say i mean we have three she's i mean she's excited i think the the day after we got engaged we she pulled up a google doc and we started making a guest list that's what you do it was pretty it escalated quickly (laughs) yes life life comes at you fast it certainly does yeah so, but you know that's fine. I, I mean, I'm, I mean, clearly I'm ready. So I, I just, I just, you know, the more I like giving people a lot of time, so that more people can come. But you know, if we end up with a October November venue, we do. Yeah, I, I will say we got married in December, and it cut the cost of our wedding in half. So it's in not, half. Yeah, it cut it in half. Holy crap! Because no, because nobody's getting married in December. So all of the venues charge way, way less money. So yeah, it cut the cost of our wedding down by a ton. Wow. Yeah. So that was, I mean, and we didn't care. That was pretty great for us. Uh, yeah. Your wedding was awesome from, I mean, up until the part where I got kicked, thrown out and into the back of a cop car. But up until that point, your wedding was really awesome. You know what? I don't know. Did we do, we had to have done an episode about our wedding. How about before... <laughs> Because I'm not going to want to steal your thunder around your wedding time, but let's, uh, or uh, would maybe like a month or two before your wedding, let's 
go through my wedding again <laughs> and just talk about all the crazy crap that happened on, on an episode just to kind of get ready to get prepared for uh, for another wedding in, in the future. Your wedding of all our friends was easily by far the most eventful. It was... It was something special. It was, it was something. I mean, and because all of our friends are older now, there's no way. I mean, my, my wedding's going to be fun, but there's no way any of the stories will top what happened on that night. It, I couldn't drink. I couldn't drink like that again anyway. And I was the groom. So it, yeah, like it was, it was well, something. Well, well, like I said, <laughs> maybe when a couple months down the road, again, I don't want to like steal your thunder. So not like super close to your wedding, but in in preparation for that we can we can tell those stories again cuz that was a pretty there's some pretty good stories we should and and listener if you go to gamelifebalance.us just click on one of the posts and you'll see a search bar in the side of the window or on mobile somewhere there'll be a search i think if you search wedding i'm sure we talked about it we had to have because you got married what year in 2011 oh we weren't doing the podcast yet maybe were we not doing the podcast yet? Uh, Maybe we weren't. So no, no. If we were not doing the podcast at that point, that's definitely something we we should talk about because there, it was an eventful time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was really great. It was really good. And our old website isn't working at all, so I'm gonna have to look at that. Perfect. But hey, our, wonderful. Yeah, whatever. But um, yeah. So uh, thank you for asking me about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to probably talking to you about. Some suggestions for things, possibly. I have already kind of put at the top of the list venues that let you bring your own alcohol because I know that saves you a ridiculous amount of money by doing that if you can find one. That was a ridiculous money saver by doing. Yeah, that. yeah, I, I can, I can imagine. And hire your and hire your bartenders from the school of bartending because they can't take tips and they take an hourly wage. Really. At least that's the way it was in Minnesota. Yes. That is amazing. But Yes, so our our bartenders weren't even like of age. By the way, our first episode of our original podcast Unqualified Gamers was in January 2012. So it was after you got met. That was like right after but we got I married. I know you told the story of how you proposed to your wife on the podcast. I I I, know I had you to, I did. had to have somewhere I just anyway, that's neither here or there. This is your wedding that we're talking about, which is kind of the the bigger and more exciting thing that's happening right now. So I am legitimately excited for you. Uh, I am excited to come down and celebrate uh, a wedding with you guys. I think that'll be super fun when it finally does happen. Uh, And if it's this year, that's all the better. That's um, that's great because then I don't have to wait that long. Well, thank you. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited myself. So. Yeah, that's my. I'm, I'm extremely happy. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm I'm pretty much over the moon about it. I don't have bling to show off. That's the disadvantage. So, so listener, look forward to hearing the wedding uh, game life balance, the wedding planning podcast over the next few mm-hmm. months because you're probably going to be hearing a lot of it because it is a pretty, it's a pretty all consuming process once you get the ball rolling on it. Yeah. Well, we are a lifestyle podcast, so we talk about things happening in our life. That that may happen, but I'm still planning on doing stupid nerdy crap that is, oh yeah, for sure, ridiculous, and still talking to you about your stuff. So I mean, that's really all I've got for the for the wedding stuff. That's that's really the full story. You've got kind of all the details. We we, we then Perfect. had a party Saturday. It was fun, and then I took her out to dinner so we could actually celebrate just the two of us on Sunday. 
um, which also was a night where I could actually get reservations at this place. So there you go. It was great. So I had a wonderful, excellent weekend, and I apparently had like the maybe I took your karma because as of Thursday or Friday, you told me you were gonna die. I thought I was going to die. So my story for this past week starts with a massage. So that's a good start. It so I I thought so. So uh, Casey got me a massage for Valentine's Day, which was awesome. Very excited, booked it, and it was it was last Sunday, last Sunday, and I went out for a run on Saturday, and I ran the longest that I've ever run. I ran seven miles, and I was totally drained afterwards, and I was obviously really sore and tired. Woke up on Sunday, and I was like, I did that on purpose because I wanted to be sore and like feel like I I earned the massage. Right. I saw that tweet by the way, and congratulations for that. Thank you. It was awesome. I was uh it was awesome. I, I could not run two or three today. And I ran cross country in high school. Like that that's especially knowing you as long as I have, that's a huge deal and that's really, really it, cool. It took a really long time to get up there. But yeah, I'm and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep going as long as I stay healthy. Are you anyway. gonna try to so, run a marathon or anything or I don't know if I'm going to do a marathon necessarily, but I, I, I'm thinking pretty hard about signing up for a half marathon. Do a half. I, a I full I, marathon will destroy your knee forever. Just, but dude, yeah, do a half. I, I think I might. Do, I think I might do a half marathon um, down the road. Anyway, I so I woke up Sunday and I was all excited because it was it was massage time, and I have never done a deep tissue massage. I've got a couple massages before, and. I decided this time that I was going to do a deep tissue massage, which is where they kind of go in a lot harder um, and try to really work out some of the kinks in your muscles. As an aside, massage etiquette. Have you gotten a massage before? One time a couple's thing with Casey. My Casey, okay, not so your Casey. A, it, it was a couple's thing. So I've gotten a couple massages before. I don't. Am I supposed to go fully naked in those massage rooms? It depends. When, when I got the couple one, they said, we're going to leave for a minute. You can take off. I think all your clothes and put a towel on. I think. Okay, because I read like on the this is after the fact because this is after I got the massage. But I read on the website they're like you can go down to as as little clothing as you are comfortable with. Said ha- about half of their clients go naked. But I was I was thinking about it afterwards and I was like, man, I don't know how comfortable I could be. I don't know how like loose I could get if I'm just fully naked in front of this random stranger, right? So. Just as an aside, I was just curious as to what you knew, if you knew what like massage etiquette well, was. Well, in Massage Girls 18 is a series that I watch sometimes, and the girls are always naked in Massage Girls 18. The ones, give, the ones getting the massage or giving the massage, or just My, or just both? He just goes from the next room, she just goes, what? So, so anyway, I was all pumped. I got the massage. The massage was, it was 60 minutes, and it was really great. There were some times where it like felt really good, and then there were some times where it really hurt, but not in a bad way. It hurt because like I could feel her get under these ridiculous knots that I had in my shoulders, because that's where all of my tension is apparently kept. So she was like digging her thumbs in there and rubbing out these these ridiculous knots. They were awful, and they hurt. But when she got done, I felt loose and good. And that was cool. I was like, all right, I'm loose. I'm going to drink a lot of water because I know that I have to flush the toxins from my body, etc. I actually had gotten a massage, I don't know, maybe five years ago with Casey as a couple's thing. And I had a fever after the massage. 
And the fever, I was told, was from me not drinking enough water and the massage releasing a bunch of toxins into my body. So I said, I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm going to drink a ton of water before and after. So over the course of that day, I had probably a gallon of water. Um, And so I felt hydrated. I felt good. That night, I went over to a buddy's house and we we played through like the first four hours of Resident (laughs) Evil 7. I felt I felt good there, um, and that, that was that was one? Sunday. Went, came home, okay. Yeah, yeah. Came home, went to bed, um, and everything was good. And I woke up and I felt fine. I felt good. I felt loose. Everything felt good. So I went to work that Monday morning, and at about twelve o'clock, I started to get dizzy, like really dizzy, like dizzy in a way that I was. I had to sit down for the whole rest of the day, and. I know my body because I've been in it for Mm. quite a long time. When I get really dizzy, a lot of the times, a large majority of the times, it's because I'm getting a fever. And then when I get feverish, I get really dizzy. And like, I can't get up. It's just how my body responds to fever. So I was sitting there and I was starting to not feel good. And I was starting to get dizzy. And I was like, crap, I think I'm getting a legitimate fever, like a, a something real. Like this feels like something real coming on. And it was so bad at five o'clock. Um, it was actually at like four o'clock that I texted my wife and I said, listen, I need you to come pick me up from work and drive me home because I can't wow. drive my car because I'm yeah. So I got home and I took my temperature and she drove me home and I took my temperature and it was a hundred and two and I was freezing and I had the chills and this was, this was Monday. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm not going to be working tomorrow. Uh, so that's fun. So I texted my boss because that's the kind of relationship that we have. And I was like, hey, I'm not I'm not going to be able to make it in. We like we got to figure out a solution to this. We, you know, we called in help, whatever. We got all that situated. Um, and I went to bed and I was I had my fever hovered around 102, even with ibuprofen and Tylenol. Um, I had a whole body aches, chills, the whole like nine for the flu. And it was awful. And I woke up the next day and Casey was like, you should go to the minute clinic. And I said, I, I don't know what they're going to do for the flu. But she had just had strep throat, which they gave her antibiotics for, because that's what you do. And I said, and we were talking and she was like, maybe it's strep. And I said, well, you did just have it. So I probably need to go get tested for strep. And I was sitting there hoping that it was going to be positive. When I went, so I went to the minute clinic, got in there right when it, right when it opened up. Um, it, it's just just the street. Mm-hmm from me so I didn't have to drive I didn't have to drive very far and I was hoping as I was sitting there that the strep test have would you come had back strep? positive because one okay yeah okay. I've had strep plenty of times because one strep is much less severe of an issue than the flu uh, and two strep is treatable where the flu is not so I'm sitting there they do the strep test five minutes wait five minutes comes back negative and the uh, physician's assistant that was at the clinic was like, well, I could do a flu test, but I've been seeing plenty of patients this year already, and I'm 95% sure that you have the flu. To which I said, awesome. Because the because generally the flu is like five days out of work, which is like not at all how I want wow. to spend my time. Right? That's not how that's not how I want to spend my vacation. So uh she said, you know, I'm gonna prescribe Tamiflu, we'll try that. I said, okay, I got that, started on that. By that afternoon, Casey came home uh, and I am so sick and like weak 
that I can't really get out of bed even. I just have big glasses of water and like Gatorade by by my bed. Um, but I just, I can't get up. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really going to the bathroom all that much. I literally can't eat anything. I didn't eat for two and a half days. Um, and eventually Casey came home. All of my liquid was gone. I didn't have any liquid left in my bedroom. And she came home and I'm like texting her. And I'm like, I need you to come up here like immediately. And she's dealing with Max downstairs. She doesn't know that I'm even awake upstairs. And I'm like, I am really dizzy. I need you to like get me something to drink. I'm super dehydrated. And she came upstairs and she's like, oh, God, let me get you some, something. And she she went down and got me some Gatorade and came back up and took my temperature. And my temp at that point was 104.1. So she was like, you need to go to the hospital. I was like, listen, I don't need to go to the hospital. They're just going to like tell me, take Tylenol and ibuprofen and drink lots of fluids. I just need you to keep bringing me fluids. That's all I need. She said, okay. She then came back with her with her phone on and she had called the nurse line at the hospital. <laughs> So, so I talked to the nurse at the hospital who said, honestly, there's nothing we can do for you. The fever is just going to make you feel really bad. Just make sure that you're drinking a lot of liquids and um, keep taking the Tylenol and ibuprofen. And then eventually that fever will go down and break. Wow. So I said, I said, thank you. Uh, and I, I started like just pounding Gatorade. I drank like a hundred ounces of Gatorade in an hour or something like that. And I still didn't go to the bathroom, like, ever. I don't know. It was it was pretty ridiculous. So, um, I that night, I took, like, a bunch of Tylenol and a bunch of Aleve. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And have you ever had a really... Have you First of all, have you ever had a really high fever? Maybe once or twice. Not not recently. Do you, rem- do you remember it at all? I remember it was miserable. Okay. Do you remember when your fever broke? What do you mean break? Where it goes from being very high to going down to a normal temperature. Uh, no. Okay, so my fever broke that night, probably from all the meds that I took. And I very quickly went from 104 degree fever to about 99. And what happens when your fever breaks is you break out in, you just drench yourself in sweat. Oh, like I have an had incredible those. in an incredible amount of sweat, like a a sheet soaking saturated sweat. Well, that happened that night to me. This is Wednesday or thir- Tuesday night. So over the course of that night, my fever broke. I woke up. I had two blankets and my sheet that were just soaking <laughs> oh, wet. God. It was disgusting. It was horrendous but i i felt like i didn't have a fever anymore but i was freezing because i was so cold from sweating so much so i i got all of my sheets like off the bed and blankets and i just got an i had to go into the bathroom and get a towel to towel off wow because i was so wet and my hair was my hair was my hair like looked like i had just gotten out of the shower i, I can't even describe to you it was disgusting so i got like a new blanket and everything and got myself situated again eventually fell back asleep and in retrospect that day that day that i had that fever of 104 i actually don't remember it i don't remember that day i just remember bits and pieces of it i think i was so sick that i was just in and out of consciousness because i, I don't remember that day i was in bed the entire day i don't remember it did you not have a flu shot i did so i was just one of the i was just one of the luck the microchip didn't take 
the microchip didn't get implanted in my brain like it was supposed to. Oh, all right. Right. So the government can't control me now, but I also got the flu. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so that was Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I didn't think I was going to be back at work the entire week. But Wednesday, I decided, you know, my fever is basically gone. It It was just a little over 99. I figured by the next day I'd be fine. I would just be miserable. Um, and I said, all right, I'm going to go back to work. So I did. And Thursday I went back to work. Wednesday was pretty miserable too. I was in bed the whole day and everything. Same same deal. Um, Thursday I went back to work. And the amount of... First of all, I lost six pounds. In like two days, I lost six pounds. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. From From... The sickness. So it's a combination of losing a bunch of water weight from being dehydrated. The your body being revved up to a temperature that high, it just burns through fuel, right? Like, and I wasn't eating, so it's burning all of my fuel stores, which is fat and muscle, and it. And I'm not eating anything to replenish it because I can't, because I'm just I cannot eat anything. So I very quickly lost six pounds, um, and I I got to work on Thursday. And I worked until about noon and I got super dizzy again, but not, I, I knew it wasn't a fever, but I, I couldn't stay on my feet. I mean, I was so weak and tired. It was crazy. Dude. It was crazy. I didn't have a fever though. So I got home that night and I went to bed at like seven o'clock and I did that for the following two nights. And I, then I had the weekend and the weekend was a normal weekend just really low key. It was a very low key weekend. And then Monday and Tuesday, these past couple of days rolled around and it's still the same thing. I'm still getting home from work and I get home and I'm like ready for bed when I walk in the damn door. So I don't know how long it's going to be. I think, I think generally it's about two weeks to actually recover from the flu, which is probably how long it's going to take me. But I, I cannot, Describe to you how like profoundly tired I am, kind of all the time right now. You sound pretty it's, good considering it's nine p.m. right now. I could have gone to bed two hours ago, and I'm not even exaggerating. I the past couple of nights I went to bed at seven thirty, and I slept all the way through the night. Wow, which is which is crazy. I mean, I don't go to, I go to bed early. I don't go to bed that early. So I'm excited to like feel better again. I'm excited to be able to just run again, not feel like crap. It's going to be, it'll be good when that all happens. So anyway, that was my two weeks. I kind of still want to get massages though, because it felt pretty good. So that's my takeaway. My takeaway is that I'm probably still going to get massages, even though I I could have died. Well, I'm not sure if they have a location in Minnesota, but there's this uh, place called Massage 18. There's a, there's a video series. I watch it all the time. Hold on. Let's massage. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was- oh sure, oh sure. A nubile films production. Yeah, no, I've totally, I've totally heard of that. Yeah, massage, massage girls, massage girls. Eighteen. There's, there's also a DVD series with the secrets of traditional massage called White Tiger Tantra, and it's multiple discs. So you could, you could check that out too. Okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look into that. I'm have to yeah. Look into that. Wow. Yeah, you know, you, you hangouted me Thursday afternoon and you mentioned you were too dizzy to even play video games and i was kind of already i was automatically mad at you because i was like why are you at work yeah so there was a uh, there was definitely that 
portion of being back at work. But um, I couldn't... So my TV is down in the basement. I couldn't walk down the stairs to go sit on the couch down there and sit upright to play video games. And I did on Wednesday. That was the day that I was feeling the best of the days I was at home. I could honestly only stay down there for about an hour and a half. And I just, I was like, I don't, I just feel so miserable. I just want to go lay back down in bed. Wow. I can't think of a worse way to spend vacation days. Seriously. It was, it's, I could not do a single thing that was enjoyable. You didn't get sick days for that? No. No. All of my time is all lumped together. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's all. It's actually, it's always been for me in every business that I've ever worked for. So it's not unusual. Come on, America. Right. Bernie uh, Sanders Bernie Sanders would have given me sick days. Bernie would have given you sick days. He, he would have given me sick that. days. In fact, I never would have had to work again under Bernie Sanders. That was his that was his deal. Probably his not. deal was that I would never have to work again and I would just get all the all the money from the government and it would have been awesome. I would have paid so for thanks, your health care. So thanks a lot, America. Yeah. God. That's frustrating. Wow. That's I the So your weekend? way better than mine it was way yeah i guess my my the only vivid memory i have of having a flu that bad was in 2007 in october or november and i remember it specifically because i worked at starbucks <coughs> the starbucks was about two blocks away from my apartment it was really close it was my first job in the city and i couldn't stand up without either falling over or vomiting or possibly both I couldn't make it to the door of my bedroom. And that, that's, the, that's the only time I've really had it that bad. It sounds like about, about as bad as you had it. And I remember being on the phone with my boss, and I said, I cannot move without falling over or vomiting. And he begged me to come into work. And I, I literally got to the point where I was like, if you have to fire me, I can't do anything. Like, I can't physically come in. It's not possible. And he, he just kept saying... You know, well, it's just for a couple hours, just for a couple hours to the end of this. And I'm, I'm just trying to tell him, no, you don't understand. There is no physically possible. And I, 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 at that point, I seriously did. I distinctly remember saying, if you have to fire me for this, I understand. But there is literally nothing I can do. Yeah. And, and there wasn't. You know, I, I, what am I going to do? Stumble in there and just start hurling all over all the syrups, all of our flavored syrups? I think it would have been bad. Would have been bad. So yeah, I feel you. You can't be around customers with a with like a, a really high fever or vomit. Like you can't. That's bad. For, it's bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't serve. It doesn't serve anybody. No. to do that. No, it's it doesn't. Which is why I think it's dumb that corporate America hasn't caught on. And sometimes they're just like, you know what? People get sick, but you know what? America, capitalism. It's all about the dollar. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Well. Keeping in mind your tiredness and, and your exhaustion, first of all, I'm glad you're alive because if not, then I wouldn't have had anybody to do the second half of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I see you as a very utilitarian way, like much like most capitalists would do. Mm-hmm. And we do wrap up every episode with a little segment that we call it's it's not you know I don't know why I said little, I don't know why I said little. It's not necessary. It's just a segment. It's, it's just, just a, a segment. segment. It's just a segment. We wrap up called all the balancing of our, act. We called what? The balancing act. But how would you say it if you had to have a, a minor stroke before you had it? <laughs> balancing act. 
There you go. That's the way I like it. I like when you say it that way. And yeah, we, we just give a general sense of, we kind of check in with each other on what we've been playing and because this is game life balance. And if we are satisfied with the amount of video games we've played over the last week or two, I'm guessing you're not satisfied with, I'm guess, you. it doesn't sound like you did anything. If you want me to go first, I would say I'm at about a one out of 10 <laughs> in terms of my satisfaction because there was basically no video game playing. There was just laying on my bed and wanting to die. So no, I didn't didn't do a lot of video gaming. I was very sad about that. I I am playing through and I am almost done with Lightning Returns, which we can talk about once it is all done because I I will want to talk about it. Um, so that's something that I've been playing for a while now, a couple of weeks, and I'm almost done with it. But I I did not get to make a lot of good progress in that at all for the past uh, past weekish. Yeah. Wow, one of, that's the lowest rating you've ever given, balancing act. Yeah, yeah, it was real bad. All right. I'm probably at a 7 out of 10, actually. I mean, I knew as soon as Friday hit, there would be no game. Your weekend was going to be packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, there, there wasn't a lot of room for games, which is fine. But I, get, I still give it a 7 for a couple reasons. First of all, I... Rogue Legacy is a game that we've talked about a lot on this podcast. It was oh yeah, it was in our game, pretty much a game of the year for both of us in I think twenty twelve or twenty thirteen, and really fun roguelike platformer. I won't talk a lot about it, but it's 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 a really great game. You can just turn on, play for five or ten minutes, and then turn off. Really easy to get in and out. And once you beat the game, you have a new game plus option where you can go back through the castle. And keep leveling up. And the your- monsters get really hard. The monsters get like, really hard. Stuff gets really hard. Yeah, so it scales up. And But the cool thing about the game is, like I said, you can play 5-10 minutes once a month or something, and gradually you're making a loss. Well, I beat the New Game Plus mode the other day. So you got the New Game Plus so Plus. So I got New Game Plus Plus, which you want to talk about ridiculous? It's ridiculous. I got there too, and that's where I stopped. There's no reason to even keep going, but I'm probably going to keep going. Sure. So, but th- but that was that was it was cool to you know just get the Steam achievement for oh beat the game that second castle, which was cool. And I have re I I've been I had I had had the chance to turn on Final Fantasy fourteen a couple times in the last couple weeks, but now I'm kind of really pretty much back into it, which I like because I love Final Fantasy fourteen. I've gone on record. I'm saying it might be my favorite Final Fantasy game. It's quickly becoming one of my favorite video games. And I had just enough time away from it to where I just remapped some buttons. Because if you don't know in, in, a, in a massively multiplayer online RPG like that, it's really important to have quick access to... There's a lot of abilities. There's a lot of buttons. At least 15 to 20 commands, generally at least, that you need fast access yeah. to. And I play on a controller. So for me, it's especially important because I can only map 16 actions... In, in one kind of layout unless I want to switch to another one, which is easy and fast, but you've got you've to recall quickly. And I, I realized that my layout was not optimized and I was switching back and forth all the time, so I redid it. But you kind of have to relearn the, 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 the buttons at that. Yeah, there's a rhythm. there is a rhythm. There's a, there's yeah, a and rhythm. It's all about yeah. speed, right, and, and accuracy. So, um, so I remapped that. 
And I'm satisfied this month because I even played a little bit of Final Fantasy XV, which continues to be among my least favorite Final Fantasy games, but somehow the post-game content after 100 hours does get slightly better. So there are a couple dungeons, and there's, there's I think there's nine or ten optional dungeons at the end. I've beaten all but two, and now I kind of want to just beat those two just to get the, the trophy for it, basically. It's a dumb... What class are you, what, what class are you playing in Final Fantasy XIV? I'm a Thaumaturge slash Black Mage right now. Still so just Black DPS, Mage, okay. but I've got a level 26 healer. What is it, the Arcanist? Yeah, level yes. 26 Arcanist. I keep meaning to, to switch... Well, I think I think it's a scholar, right? Is, the is it the scholar? It's, scholar is the healer form of the of the arcanist. The arcanist is a is a yes. Is it? Yes. Okay. The listeners like I don't know. I don't care. Just keep going. Um, the I keep meaning to level it up, but right now my goal is to get to the Heavensward content. So mm-hmm. I'm over two hundred fifty. I'm more than 250, 260 hours into this game, and I still have not even reached the point in the game where I start to get to the quests in the expansion pack. So I'm kind of hell bent at getting to the heaven sword content because another expansion is coming out in June. So I need to get right. through the heaven sword content before June, which probably won't happen because the Nintendo switch comes out in a week. It won't, it won't happen. You're going to be playing Zelda exactly for 400 hours. Yeah. So I don't know. And I'm really, really tempted to get horizon zero done. You're, I honestly think you should stick with either that or Zelda. Like, I don't think you should. But horizon zero Dawn's only 30 hours or so. And that really excites me. I could probably beat it in two weeks. Zelda's forever. Zelda's forever, but Nintendo Zelda's on the switch so I can bring it to work. I'm going to play, I'm going to play Zelda on my lunch break. That's pretty sweet. I mean, right? You can too. Yeah, I suppose I could. That's the cool thing about the Switch. So I don't know. I'd be playing it on the train. I mean, I don't know, man. The whole, our whole lives will be changed because of this Switch. I, I don't know if that's true. It's true. Our entire lives. All of it. We're going to have so much schemata. It's so much schemata. It's going to be... There's gonna. I want to see if there's a Buna Velza well, simulator. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you had plenty of time to play video games that's good good for you yeah again not really over engagement weekend but i'm i've got i got enough in just just you know a little bit at night it's it's been nice so sure well hey listen we're part of the gonna geek network we talk about it all the time you can find the gonna geek stuff at gonna geek.com you can find geeky podcasts there and, and other neat stuff this week on the doom ninja podcast one of the newest members of the gonna geek network it's a podcast by a couple gamers and also who kind of develop games and one is a Twitch streamer and they're cool guys. But on episode 30 is the Doom Tendo Ninja Hold on. The Doom Tendo Ninja Switch. I wanted to say, it doesn't matter. The Doom Tendo Ninja Switch. This week, the crew talks about the storage capacity of the Nintendo Switch and how measly it seems. Then they give their input about uh, and give away a copy of tactics game Steam World Heist. Finally, they round it out with their respective game studio updates. And the Doom Ninja podcast, they're starting to do giveaways on Twitter and stuff, so, so follow them. They're really great. And then on another great podcast, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., Episode 163, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Self-Control. Director LMD Stargate Pioneer, Agent Haley and Agent Lauren 
chat about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. mid-season spring break finale episode, Self-Control. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. mid-season spring break finale. Okay. The trio speculate wildly on what just happened with the LMDs and what's going to happen with the Matrix-like framework for the rest of the season. Find Tune in to find out how the cast of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would fit into the Little Mermaid and what the Little House on the Prairie book is Stargate Pioneer's favorite. It should, be, it should say why. Why the Little House? I'm <laughs> changing this right now. There we go. Copy updated. Look at that. And why? I like when you update copies. I like when you update copies as, as, as you, we go. You like copies when I do it while, we're, while you're reading it, I think. I do. I do, actually. So, um, yeah. yeah. Like Cody said, find us, on, uh, find us on Go to Geek. And as always, I will let you know. Thank you for listening to the Game Life Balance U.S. podcast, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode, and leave us a review if you really want to make our day. You can find us on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com or on wgenradio.com. Learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information and links to our sister show in Australia, at gamelifebalance.us. Sounds great. Take us out, John. You going to take Casey's name? I mean, I might, but I I mean, are you, how, how long will it take you to get used to calling me Casey, though? Oh, I could start. I mean, I I got one in my life right now. I could start that. You could right start now. calling me the same name you call your wife. Is that mm-hmm. what you want to do? Thanks for podcasting. Is that Casey. how you want to play it? Is that what you want to do? Great, great show. Great show tonight, you Casey. You? Are you on the great oh, show and happy birthday to your kid, too, because your son's birthday is the same day as my fiance's. Yeah. Thanks. I mostly just want an excuse to say fiance again. I'll let him know. Please do. Tell him Uncle Cody said hi. I'm an uncle. I'm an uncle. You are uncle. uncle. Say uncle. You're an uncle. You're an uncle. uncle. You just keep looking at the screen being like, when's he going to stop the broadcast? I'm stopping.